Welcome back to the Level Playing Field podcast. Welcome back. We have returned. How are you doing? I'm 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 amazing, man. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. It looked like things were opening up again, and uh, COVID seems to be going up. Well, you know what it is, yeah. New Zealand in March, mm. they sorted their shit out. Like they were on it. Yeah, a lot of countries now, did. Aside from like one city, they're they're COVID free. If you talk to people in Italy, countries like that, they go, "What the fuck is anti-maskers? Like that's not even <laughs> a concept there." Anyway, moving on. This podcast is about music. You have the level playing field podcast. Yes. Listeners. Today, we are focusing on the UK genre of grime, which originated in the rave culture. It's uh, It's been a big part of our lives. You know, that 140 BPM baseline, you can't ignore it. So today we're focusing on four albums. Not two, four. We're doing Grime MC by JME. We're doing Heavy Is The Heads by Stormzy. We're doing The Godfather 3 by Wiley. And last, but definitely not least, we got Hoodies All Summer by Kano. We should, we should mention, we recorded this before. This is our second take. And yes. between these takes, uh, Wiley's gotten himself into a bit of controversy, a bit of uh, the old anti-Semitism on Twitter, uh, which, which was not great. But... He seems to have apologised now, even though he's been kicked off every social media platform in existence, like everything, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, they've all, they've all banned him. There was, even, there was even a bit of counter-controversy about how quickly that happened compared to yeah. like Katie Hopkins. and. This is, yeah, this is what I was going to say is, do you think this would have actually happened if he was saying all that stuff about like Muslims or fucking any other religion or group of people. Because I can think of so many people who say shit just like that, that have a very big platform. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to get into conspiracy territory, but it is it is dodge. Right. On to more positive stuff. Let's review the music. <laughs> okay. So okay. The, the first one is... Jamie, Grime MC. But I still say oh. no. Rags. Why? My booking fee was under 1k when I started spitting in the year 2k. Feds don't like me like the free case because I film them and upload in 4k. On the mic, I now, yes. we both love Jamie. For me, Jamie is the reason I discovered Grime in the first place. Mm. When I was like 15 or so, his Integrity album, I really, really loved that. There were songs like, obviously, there was Man Don't Care with Gigs. There was uh, Calm. There was Don't At Me. No, you ain't. I loved all those songs, man. Um, and obviously that got me into Skepta as well. And I just started, it, it piqued my interest in the whole UK scene, really. It was like, because up until that point, my knowledge of hip hop was pretty much only in the States. Mm. And he he is the reason that I, I realized, damn, there's a scene over here at home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and that's also the time I started getting into making music as well. And so, yeah, obviously, Jeremy, I have a lot of respect for this guy. Yeah, same, man. Like, you definitely, when you start getting into grime, like, you cannot ignore Jeremy. He's one of the best. Um, yeah, he's incredible, man. The, the last album was, like, legendary. That was had so oh, many yeah. big tunes on it. Absolutely. And yeah. the, the guy, like, 
if you listen to interviews of him, he's so down to earth and like, oh, he, he does everything on his own, independent. That's something we'll cover talking about this album. Yeah, he, he discusses that extensively. Yeah. And I just think it's incredible, like everything he's been doing. I've I've said multiple times that I wish more rappers were like JME mm. because like you said, he's a very, very intelligent guy. He yeah. Never dumbs down his work. And the whole thing just results in a very real, respectable, you know, don't just don't give a fuck rapper. Yeah. And you mentioned his interviews. Um, there's a really good interview he did with Tim Westwood. I think Tim Westwood's a prick, but <laughs> he did a really good interview with him and it was at wireless and he was talking about the grime mc release and he likened it to releasing a film at the cinema yeah um because if you do not know grime mc was released in november 2019 however it was only released on cd and vinyl so so if you wanted to listen to it you had to buy a physical copy and so in this interview he he, he was saying it's essentially like you go see a film at the cinema you pay for it and then it comes out to DVD or Netflix or, or whatever a few months mm. down the line, which is what's happened here. It's recent. Well, I say recently, a couple months ago, trickled down to the streaming services now for yeah. everyone to listen to. Um, but his ethos is basically he's not a fan of the disposable nature of music nowadays. And artists are getting like 0.002 pounds per stream, yeah. like not even a penny. Red Kanye recently on Twitter has been advocating for changes around contracts. Oh. It's oh. been interesting to see that pissing on his I, Grammy. I, I do not go on Twitter. Like, I hate mm. Twitter. But that video that, that that you sent me of Kanye pissing on his Grammy is one of the you, best things I've ever seen. See. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's the same mentality. Like Jamie's had this kind of mentality for years. Like Kanye's exactly. a bit, you know, temperamental. I mean, we're talking about industry politics and that here, but the song Pricks on this album, like obviously we'll come on to that, but that is pretty much everything we've just said. Yeah, but that's the <laughs> exp- expressed so perfectly. It, it's like the track's insane, man. His attitude on here is so, so fierce. honest and raw and yeah, just brilliant in every way. And like I talk a lot about how I don't like repetition unless it's used mm. well. This is a masterclass in using this, repetition yeah. well. This is a prime example. So the flow is incredible. I can't even choose like lyrics to quote because there are so many. <laughs> I feel like you just you just have to listen to it, go into the lyrics. Um, but I will say, I think the the way he ends it is so beautiful. It says the blueprint is to carve your own way. Us man, open the doors, but once you get through, you have to solve the maze. Oh, man. serious. <laughs> Yeah, man. Honestly, as you said, you can just pick and choose lines from this song, like mm. any any random line from this song, and it will be amazing. I think some of my favorites. Uh, I really liked this this term he's used, boardroom bangers, where he says, "Yeah, you man are trying to make boardroom bangers on conference call out speakers." Yeah. Oh my god! Like. It's just so perfect. It's so mm. true. It's so honest. You know, that that's the pop industry. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I, I respect this guy so much. 100%. The Denzel Washington bit is, is amazing as well. I love this. Don't ask me for no clean version of my rhythm. You can't ask Denzel for a clean version of Training Day. Take what you're given. 
There ain't no clean version of the Equalizer. There ain't no clean taking a Pelham. There ain't no clean version of Michelangelo's artwork with a penis hidden. That's beautiful. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. This, I'm not this... going to lie to you, man. I've written down so many lines from, from this song. That's what to, I was saying. To, to I, quote I just in this podcast. limited myself to one. I can't choose. Because... <laughs> It is the whole whole song is is. So We're just going to end up reciting the whole song, I yeah. reckon. But so yeah. definitely, if if listeners, you want one song out of this album, I think this is the one for me. Like, I would say if you want one song out of the four albums on this podcast, probably this. Yeah, is this one? Yeah, like hundred percent. I don't know. It's not like the best banger, but the lyrics on their own, like you could just recite them. I, I love and it so much. So good. Yeah. I love it. It's perfect. Right, so we we missed out the first track on the album, ninety six of my life. Um, yeah, this that's... is this is a great. It's it's kind of a thing for Jamie. He'll start off with ninety six bars, kind of a running mm. theme. It was ninety, all of the it was tracks... 96 fuck fries last time. Yeah, and um, did you say fuck fries? Yeah, that's what that's what it is. I yeah. thought it was ninety six fuckeries. Is it? Yeah, I always read it as fuck fries. Fuckeries, really? Yeah. <laughs> 96 Hold fuckeries, on. right? Not fuck fries. What the fuck is fuck fries? Oh, shit. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, that's yes. I've been saying that song title wrong for five years then. So, so yeah, on, on last album, he had 96 fuck fries, apparently, <laughs> which is an incredible song. Banger. <laughs> yeah. We're leaving that in, by the way. <laughs> okay, okay. That's all good. Uh, and this time we've got 96 of my life. Which is mm. kind of more low key. It's not as like hard hitting in your face, but I think that's fine for the for the album. I think it, it, it starts yeah. off really nice. You know, a lot of the lyrics in here, great. Um, yeah, it's kind of talking about his come up more than anything, isn't it? Like, yeah, I think like it's it's, it's a perfect intro, you know, because it's basically summarizing his upbringing, his life experiences. You know, grew up in Tottenham, didn't have a choice. Yeah, um, but. Another thing I really like about this album is he's he's embracing his inner nerd, and I fucking love that. Yeah, where he's saying stuff like "bad man don't need no ceremony," like "why are you on Street Fighter 2? and mm. there are a shitload of gaming references later in this album as well. Yeah, um, but yeah, I love that. Um, but yeah, amazing intro. Yeah, and sets up an amazing album. Yeah, uh, next track. It's mad again, another banger. The beat's quite simple, it's very stabby, but Jamie's flow on here is so infectious. Again, he used repetition to his advantage. Yeah, I, th- I think you can't not like this song. It's 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 amazing. He's just flexing his intellect, basically. He's a fucking smart guy, man. Great, yeah, just just him going off. Feds don't like me, all my 3Gs, because we film them and upload on 4G. Whole, whole song's like, like that, it's just clever. And you cannot find a dead bar in the whole song. Exactly. The next track is Dem Man Are Dead. And I think this is this is a good track. It's classic grime, like mm. clear from the production. It's a fucking uh, dirty bass line. With I'm part of Wiley scene. Um, bars are great. I thought the hook was a bit repetitive, but I do like the vocal effect that you use. Dead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was all right. Uh, Big Zoo, Big Zoo sounded fucking crazy on here. It is. I thought he, 
I thought he brought some really, really intense energy. Yeah. Um, which is it's just what the song needed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really like the bass line as well. It's dirty mm. as fuck. And I love the opening bars. You're trying yeah. to find out the price of cheese. I'm looking for the rice and peas. Representing Wiley's scene. Yeah, I'm a fucking grime MC. Yeah. Great, I love man. the vegan uh, bars in this album as well. <laughs> and then the next track, this one, it's it's another banger, man. Like, all these tracks mm. are so hard. Um, this one, beat's great, flow and performance brilliant. Um, it can, like, take the playfulness of SL that we mentioned, and he adds some proper aggressiveness to that. You know, he's, he's got his uh, gaming lyrics here again. Xbox, don't play no more. <laughs> PC Master Race, say no more. You just Man know that's, that's going to make you give it a 10 out of 10, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I just got to say with this one, the instrumental, it sounds like a, like a, like a 2015 Skepta instrumental. It's dirty. It changes every eight bars, like some classic grime shit. And yeah, as you said, the bars as well. I really like this. Man are out here gunning for my spot. Man are out here gunning for my spot with the accuracy of a stormtrooper. And then we go on to Nang featuring Skepta. What do you think yeah. of this one? Uh, it's, it was very good. I mean, D-Double has a track called Nang with Skepta. I remember really? Jamie saying that's oh, why shit. Didn't know that. <laughs> he, he also wanted Nang featuring Skepta. Uh, but yeah, the track's great. Honestly, nothing bad to say here. Skepta goes hard. Oh yeah, J- mm. Jamie got another gaming bar in here. Game's oh, yeah. in my hand, fam, and I've gone Switch. So, yes. you know, yes. he's showing his, his gaming Switch. versatility here. <laughs> you know, we've gone from Xbox to PC Master Race, and he also has games in his hand while he's rapping. You know, he's, oh, he's got a an G. Nintendo Switch, so G. covering the whole spectrum of gaming there. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, we, we, we mentioned also Skepta shouts out his engineer, which is quite oh, nice. Trying to find out who did the, the mixing, what was MSMM engineer thinking? Yeah, so if you don't know who MSM engineer that Skepta refers to is. He is the UK's secret weapon. He is as much of a legend as the rappers that he mixes and records. He's done Skepta, Slow Tie, just uh, JME, a lot of the BBK stuff. He's done, man, he's done, he's done loads of people. He's also from Cyprus as well, just like me. But this guy, he is honestly, who anyone that he records sounds amazing hmm. just 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 put it like that and also follow <laughs> him on a uh, follow him on instagram i think he's got a very a very interesting page msm engineer back to the but, album yeah. we're now six tracks deep and everyone has been solid he's really embracing his his personality as well yeah um, so like his ethos i mentioned at the start that i wish more rappers were like jme one of one of those is um he references that's not me in Nang. And there's a line in That's Not Me where he says, I don't wear no bait designer brands. I spit deep bars in a black top. That mm. is an ethos that I wish every rapper had. Because <laughs> it's all like, it's, it's honestly, it's my biggest pet peeve with rap. Yeah. It's my biggest gripe with hip hop today. It's just every mm. other rapper is just fucking Gucci, Versace, Louis V. Fucking yeah. just shouting out random designer brands. It's like, shut up, man. Just fucking rap some interesting shit. So shout out to JME, man. Black top. He doesn't 
drop those names, but he does mention Sonic the Hedgehog in the next <laughs> song. <laughs> he goes, because I dropped gems like when Knuckles chief man up at the start of Sonic 3. That I respect that bar so much. Like <laughs> He's an OG, man. <laughs> only only real people know that, man. But yeah, this song, You Watch Me, is like, again, hard bass, aggressive bars, just another banger, man. Like, so many on here. Um, yeah, I, I liked at the end when he, he makes several comparisons of how people watch him, and one of those happened to be like an eBay listing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's fucking brilliant, man. The subject matter, I think, is is very pertinent. You know, it's all about mm. social media fakeness, you know, fame, yeah. people just living through their phones and, and Instagram and shit. Yeah, and, he's got uh, another yeah, song later on he's, that he's talks very about authentic. That as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. He does, he does. You know, he says, man ain't no celebrity, don't insult my integrity. Uh, so the next track is Bad Man Walking Through. Uh, I w- thought this was the first one that I didn't really love mm. on the album. Uh, I thought it was fine. Not not a massive fan. I thought P Money sounded really good on here. Jamie's verses were decent. But yeah, it was, it, I, didn't, I wasn't in love with this one as I was the last, like the rest of the album up till this point. Mm. Yeah, so so yeah, this features Shaka and P Money, and mm. this is my least favorite song in the album. Um, it's Fair probably enough. the only song that I don't actually like. I I, I really don't like the hook, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> I just find it really grating. I thought um, it was fine. It was, yeah, I thought the no, beat not incredible. I, I thought the beat was a really good grind beat, but um, mm. I really didn't like the hook. But as you said, P Money sounds insane. So that is a redeeming factor. It's not a terrible song, but uh, he's he's set the bar quite high with all the tracks preceding this. Yeah, um, so definitely. This this yeah. one felt like a bit of a letdown. Uh, let's move on to you know. Now this one I mm. thought sounded a little bit trappier. I thought like we had some hi hats in there, possibly eight weights. Mm. Um, but yeah, it sounds sounds pretty good still. Decent chorus. But the the main draw mm. for me is is the lyrical content here. Oh, you know, mate, he's got yeah. got the not not just gaming bars in here. He's got obscure PC building reference. <laughs> <laughs> you can call me the GPU. Plus, man's got dedicated <laughs> fans. If I'm on stage, dance ram, crowd gets hot. What we'll call that? <laughs> like, I don't like the average grime listener. Are they gonna? understand yeah, that he even talks he even goes a step further and talks about the keyboard itself you know yeah instead of selling that pith i got caps on lock so i don't get shift <laughs> it's just yeah i mean yeah that no no other rapper does does that so man. many good bars but that's why you gotta love jamie speaking speaking of other rappers mm. every rapper on the planet on the face of the earth, yeah. needs to hear verse two of this song. He says, I'm, I'm going to read you an excerpt. Bars, man, I got bare. Houses and cars, we got that here. Ain't got jewels, and I don't care. Man ain't a fool, because I got cash spare. Man are spending a hundred bags on a watch and still don't know what time it is. Man are draped in designer rags and cloth, and you can't do what Big Mikey did. And more on that yeah, later when we look at Stormzy, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you are a rapper, listen to this song. 
and pay attention mm. to verse 2. Yeah, so now we're on knock your block off. Oh, it's one of my favourites. Yeah, I thought this one would be amazing live. I'd love to see it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the beat's so hard. you got the classic grime sounds in there. Um, Jamie and Giggs, you can never go wrong. You know, I, th- I think mm. amazing tune. Nothing much yeah, more to say. Yeah, so on it. I'd say Jamie's biggest track is probably Man Don't Care, isn't it? Mm. Which also features Giggs, and that was off uh, Integrity. Um, and I think this is just a, another very good collaboration between the two of them. The beat, yeah. the beat, the fucking beat is so intense. It's crazy. And yeah, the bars, the, the delivery, the flows, the flows on this are incredible. Yeah. Um, Giggs sounds amazing on the hook. It's like a, it's a blend between melodic and sinister. Yeah. And it, it, it works so well. Um, and I just mentioned Man Don't Care. Um, that was, uh, that featured in GTA. And there is a bar in this song, Banging My Tune in the GTA Whip, which is <laughs> a very good flex. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the, the flow in this is, is incredible though. Like, Definitely. Fam, your time is ticking, ticking. Man, them a fake like vegan chicken. Can't catch us, man. Slipping, slipping. What? Mm. And then it goes back into the cook. Yeah, back it's into great. the chorus. Incredible, incredible. The first half of this album is really, really great, and then it's kind of hit and miss from here on out. Yes, uh, I like agree. We got I agree. Yes, men. Which the sentiment is great, and I love what yeah. the song's about. Um, Jeremy comes with the bars as you as you'd expect, but for me, Wiley is featured on here. And his verse was so weak and just... It was terrible, yeah. It was just nothing. It was so short, didn't hit at I, all. I felt with, with this song that uh, Wiley's verse, like you said, it was a bit dead. It could have been so much more interesting in terms of bars and flow. And yeah. this is especially compared to JME's, you know. JME, he says, the people closest to me on most subjects we don't agree. But instead of arguing frequently, in diversity we find beauty. And those yep. two lines say more than Wiley's entire verse. <laughs> so I, I don't yep. understand the point of having him on this song. Um, but it is, it is what it is. Um, yeah. I, I, I like the sentiment of the song. It's, it, it just could have been executed a little bit better. Yeah, For me, the next song that like really grabbed my attention was Change. Change. I thought, thought that was great. Mm. Again, it's, it's slightly more trappy. But I think that, that fits what... The subject matter is, yeah, yeah, and it's all about kind of UK drill and the grime genre and that relationship, mm. you know. Verse two opens up more about like vinyl and streaming, and it wraps up nicely what we've spent a lot of time discussing in the past. I think I think it's interesting. There's even some garagey drums in here, which is mm. probably an intentional homage to the garage days. Um, mm. But yeah, now we got UK drill. Hold tight, my dons from Brixton Hill. Man, had to rep that still push that genre to the top of the bill. Yeah, you know he's saying he, he might have been a little bit reluctant to do so, but he realizes the importance of it. The importance of it. Um, and verse two is all about the changing market, as you said. Exactly. What do you think about the rest of the album? So we had here. We had here. I thought this yeah, was, we did. Was pretty good. Uh, I mean, there's like forty seconds of instrumental here. Which I thought was kind of filler. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. That's <clears> true. 
So I, I had an idea about this because the song's kind of about um, social media, being addicted to it, 100%. and also people's attention spans. So I'm oh, thinking maybe he yeah. put all this instrumental at the start to see if you keep <laughs> listening and get to the lyrics. But, you know that's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Might be. But yeah, hard bars, decent beat. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, Obviously, before you raise that point, because that's that's I, I'm not thought of that, but yeah, before like that, I was I thought that the beat wasn't quite intricate enough to warrant having such long instrumental sections, right? Because um, it's it's quite a minimal beat. It's still mm. very thick, but you know, perhaps a bit less instrumental time. But I really don't mind. I honestly don't mind. <laughs> but yeah, he. Yeah, he speaks some real shit on social media, man. He says, yeah. I'm sick of this fucking scam. Your brain's slightly getting programmed. Get rid of this Instagram. Crave that dopamine like it's crack. Like, yeah. it's true, isn't it? It's, it is literally a drug. And mm. it's one of the most normalized yet addictive things in modern society. And he's, he's saying that. And like you were saying about attention spans, he, he says... Talk, but no one's listening, fam. They're just clicking it. That's the plan. The more I, I, I listen to these lyrics on this album, the more I love and respect Jeremy. I mean, the album overall, it's like the first half is incredible. There's like no yes. studs on there whatsoever. And then the second half, like we said, bit of hit and miss. But overall, this is an amazing album. What do you think? I too thought that this was a brilliant album. It touches on everything that I feel is and should be pertinent in rap right now. He said a lot of stuff that I've been wanting someone to speak out on that I've just not heard mm. for years. Yeah. Um, and what this album really does, what it really cements is the authenticity of JME versus most of the rest of the industry. Mm. And that's why I really love this album. I've been listening to this on repeat for months now. Yeah. I can't get enough of it. I am going to give Grime MC by JME an 8 out of 10. I really enjoyed 10. this album. Very nice. How about you? I think I'm close to that, yeah. Maybe 8.5, just to be 8. different. 8.5, fair. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. But yeah, I think about 8, 8, 8 ish is, is good. I think it's a really solid album. It, it for me, the only thing that's stopping it from being higher than an eight is its flow and consistency as an album. Yeah, I, I would like no, I feel to that. feel. I would like everything to feel a bit more gelled together, like a journey you know, from the first track to the last track. But, if he cut it in half, yeah. it would be a ten. Like <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. If he yeah. cut some of the dead weight there, honestly, it would be a ten. But I don't know. I don't know. He touches. He touches on a lot of subjects in the second half of the album. While it might not be as consistent as the first half, there's a lot of stuff in there that I'm I'm really glad he he included, like the religion stuff, the social media stuff, the the live as well. You know, the back and forth yeah. stuff. Um, but honestly, I can't complain. I, I, yeah, I feel I'm that. very happy that he released this. Yeah, definitely. I think it's called Grime MC. If you're getting into the grime genre, this is an excellent first album to listen to. Yeah. 
100%. It's a solid grime album through and through. So the next album is by Stormzy. It's called Heavy as the Head. You ain't got a clue, let's be honest. I had a couple seasons made of forest. I put in the work and take the yeah. What do you think of Stormzy up to this point? Well, I was first introduced to Stormzy like most people my age, which was when the Shut Up video came out. Classic Stormzy in a red Adidas tracksuit in the park with all his mates, just rapping off the dome. And it was, it's a very beautiful video, I have to say. Yeah. Um, I remember everyone in school was just going crazy about this. Um, and then, yeah, he released a bunch of singles as well. There was the the Wicked Skengman uh, songs. There was One Take Freestyle. There was Know Me From. I, I really liked him. And then it came to his debut studio album, Gang Signs and Prayer. And I have to say, I wasn't really a fan. I thought, especially the slow kind of singing ones, I wasn't mm. into them at all. Um, yeah, I, I think a lot of people share that opinion, you know, like yeah. especially so it came off up from Shut Up and uh, You Know Me From and these like they felt like very authentic, homegrown, just mm. like down to earth videos, right? Yeah. <clears throat> he's rapping in the park with his friends or he's got his mum there. And then suddenly this big like mm. studio album with a budget came out exactly, and it, I think it did split split up his fan base. You know, I think a lot of people, well, that he sold out mentality, um, and yeah, but he did get massive. You know, he he was he's been doing numbers. So I think the interesting thing about Stormzy is that, as you just said, he started out with very raw, homegrown uh, videos and singles and all of that, and that's kind yeah. of what got his name out there. Um, I think Gang Sons and Prayer, it was it was very much, oh shit, I've got all this attention. I've got like I've got the label's attention, I've got all this backing mm. and you know, with nice corporate shit, studios, all of that. But I think the result was maybe someone with a bit less substance than what we were used to. Like, you know, made to engineered to appeal to more people. But I think with Heavy is the Heads, a few years on, I really like this album. I'm not gonna lie. As opposed to Gang Signs and Prayer, this mm. feels like he's had like a few more years to just sit back, meditate, reflect on on how far he's come, you know, his life, his career, where he's at now. And the result is a mm. much more refined, thought out body of work um, as opposed yeah. to just an album to promote. And I yeah. have to say, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed this album. Nice. Well, let's get into it then. So the first track, Big Michael, I thought this was a brilliant opener. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's this very minimal beat, but it builds up and builds up. And mm. Stormzy matches that in his performance. He's getting more aggressive. He's getting more into it. Um, yeah, it's it's such a great intro and, and it sounds amazing. You know, Big Mike, I'm standing with the greats. One week it's blinded by your grace. Next week it's bang, bang you in your, your face. face. <laughs> yeah this is i have to say this is one of my favorite songs in the album just straight off the bat it's it's a mm. huge intro i love the live horns in here it sounds so yeah. grand it's an explosive start to the album it's actually produced by fred again who is the producer for heady one's gang um yeah i was i was quite quite surprised to see that looking at the credits but um fair enough it sounds it sounds insane 
And I actually believe this was recorded at Metropolis Studios as well, which explains a lot as to why it's so good. Um, mm. But yeah, I really like it. It's a big, bold statement about his come up, who he is. Yep. You know, he lets you know who's talking, what you're in for. And yeah. it's brilliant. I love it. Yeah. Okay, so the next track we're going to is Audacity. Yes. Now, I really felt on this album as a whole, we are lacking heavy bass. I feel mm. like Stormzy's kind of become afraid of that. Now, this track, it's got 808s on here, but they're, they're not hitting for me. It, it needed a, like a Alex Toomey engineer to just pump them up a bit, you know? I feel like for, for a lot of this album... Somebody's kind of shied away from heavy bass lines. To be fair, that's not really something that stuck out to me. So next time I'll listen to it, I will bear that in mind. Yeah. Okay. okay. But uh, Heady One is incredible on here. Yes. Like, this is how you do a feature, man. Like it brings us all. You know, you you, you mm. get you get the personality, everything across. Yeah. Um, yeah. Stormzy was decent on here as well, the- but for me. I need, the, I need those eight weights to <laughs> like the low end, fucking man. <laughs> shake my room. You well, know? this was produced by a UK veteran. Um, he goes by the name of Fraser T. Smith. And if you look mm. up his name, you will see him on a lot of stuff. Um, he's a very, very big producer in the UK scene. Um, but yeah, right. this, this, this whole beat is dark, it's sinister. It's got more brass bits in it. <clears throat> now we're on to The Crown. Well, this was the title track and it was produced by... A garage legend, MJ Cole. If you know the the the, the garage genre, you know MJ Cole. And mm. this is the first time that we hear Stormzy singing on the album. And I said yep. at the start, I wasn't a fan of Stormzy singing. However, I think it's done really, really well on this track. I, I actually really yeah. like it. it. It starts off very slow, very melancholy. And it's a very nice switch into the beat and the rapping. I think the choir mm. sounds really fat. And the whole thing just sounds ex- extremely lush. And mm. it's, it's basically a masterclass in how you do like a melancholy, slow song, as opposed yeah. to it coming the, off as just cheesy. But I, I really this is enjoyed definitely, this. It's definitely grown on me a lot since I first heard it. Mm. And I really respect just how he's been experimenting and he's willing to put something like this out as the single. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it's great, man. Like on this album, we're going to talk about Kano later, but it feels like he's not adhering to any genre. Mm. He feels very free to do his own thing. Um, you got the like piano and choir strings. Um, it's just, yeah, it, it feels very authentic. Yeah, yeah. Which I like. 100%. I think it's a really well-made track and it it is deserving of being the title track. Definitely. Uh, Next, we got Rainfall. Now, this is an interesting one for me because I like the song, but I feel the studio version kind of lacks energy compared to when you see it live. He did a performance at the Brits last Mm. year of this song and there was so much energy on that. Like He had a whole choir with him and massive and like lights and all sorts going on and when you see that performance and the energy in that versus listening to it the studio version Mm. there's you can feel there's some energy lacking there and um i i I think if if i was looking at the brit performance of this i prefer the song a lot more whereas 
just listening mm. to it on its own as a studio version feel like it's lacking the energy see I've, I've not seen the live performance of this so I've got nothing to to compare it to um, mm. but I mean the song itself it's alright it's not my favourite but it's he's talking about where he is now and there's there's there's, there's a bar in here he says they're trying to figure out how I put my name on and how I did it with no chains on. And that is very mm. similar to a line that we mentioned earlier in You Know from Grime MC, where JME says, man are spending a hundred bags on a watch and still don't know what time it is. Man are draped in designer rags and cloth and you can't do what Big Mikey did. Saying that earlier in the song, he does flex a little bit. He flexes his, his Canada Goose and his AP, but mm. that comes with being a very famous rapper, I suppose, these days. So yeah. Is what it is. <clears throat> the next three tracks are Rachel's Little Brother, Handsome, and Do Better. Rachel's Little Brother is dedicated to his big sister, Rachel Anson. It's got a bit of a singy switch up at the end, but I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not too keen on his singing voice yeah. uh, over there. Um, handsome, that has a very hard beat. That's T-minus yes. and Frank Dukes together. Uh, both hip-hop legends. If you don't know Frank Dukes, look him up. He's Hip-hop would not be hip-hop. Mm these days without Frank Dukes. Um, and yeah, there's a really cool flow switch up as well. I like the line, go suck your mum through a straw. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was right. I, I'm not too, not too keen on the chorus though. Um, but yeah, he, what I do like about the song is that he varies his tone a lot, which is a yeah. massive criticism I have with so many rappers. For example, H, that is my biggest problem with H. <laughs> He doesn't fucking vary yeah. his tone. I mean, it's we'll, like we'll talk one about moment. him in a sec. It's yeah, yeah, it's so annoying. On the whole, these last three tracks, I've just not been very enthusiastic about. Yeah, like they yeah. they sound nice, but it's just they're just yeah, they're just not there. doing anything for yeah. me really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, however, one second, the next track I really liked. Um, mm. her was great on here. Like she's yeah, I, I've I've been listening to a lot of her recently and. She sounds amazing, man. I love her voice. There's like guitar and all sorts of instruments going on. And yeah, Stormzy's verses are great as well. If I go on stage at the Brits and tell the PM she's a bitch, <laughs> then that's exactly what it is. And I don't want no bloody stripes for it. Fair play, man. Fair play. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Yeah. What do you think of this? Um, Yeah, I really liked it as well. Mm. And I think that this song is it, it's basically one massive vent and is summarized by the final line where he says, that's just one of the stresses on my mind. To get this out of my chest, I need a second of your time, please. And yeah, yeah. as far as her goes, <clears throat> she sounds silky smooth on the chorus. Yes. Um, and that, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of really cool lines in here. There's, I really like when he points out the hypocrisy and the fakeness of celebrity and pop culture, which is something that I can't fucking stand. But he says, when mm. I take a stand, they say that I'm ruining my brand, but I can never give a fuck. That's just my duty as a man. And it leads, leads into Pop Boy featuring H. What do you think of this? Yeah. Uh, the good, it had some like very pretty instrumental. Uh, it sounds like someone turned up the bass finally. <laughs> uh, I might be Fred again. The, the, the beat here is really good. Um, Stormzy's I liked his verse H I did not like 
(laughs) (laughs) Really, really. It's like, so for Stormzy, this is his response to like the sellout people claiming his pop and all that. And he's kind of embracing it, saying, yeah, whatever. I don't know why H is here. Because he's he's just doing the typical... H is a pop boy. Yeah, but his verse is just the typical (laughs) braggadocious rapper tropes. Like, Mm. he ticks all the boxes of an H verse. This is true. Just, he pissed me off. He bragged a lot. And sound awful. Well, what if I told you, what if I told you that I actually disagree with you and what if I went so far as to say that this is my favourite on the album? Good for you, man. I I can't agree. It's definitely my favourite beat. What I really, what I I really love about it, it's produced by Fred again, once again. Mm. My favourite part of this beat is the percussion. Like it's it's yeah. so colourful, but it's heavy at the same time. You know, I, I love everything about this beat, the lead, the bass, and all that shit. And Skepta shouted out MSM in Nang. Here, Skepta shouts I'm fucking not Skepta, Stormzy shouts out his engineer, Manon Grandine here. He says, I'm not the brother you can go and put your hand on. I'm just cooking up some flavor, then I mix it like a manon. So yeah. engineers, it's uh it's a it's it's a more widely recognized art now, I think. Um just but yeah. And yeah, he shouts out Fred as well. Fred again, Fred, you've got the drums way yeah. there. So this is something that I quite like about Stormzy is that he's always shouting out the people that support him. You know, it could be his boys, his mum. In this case, it's his mm. production team. And yeah, the hook is amazing. I will agree with you partially. Because I would have liked a better feature than H. I think he sounds he sounds mm. quite dreary and quite monotonous, but that's that's typical for H, isn't it? I think in the last line yeah. of his verse, we get a little bit of expression. I don't know. In total, overall, I don't think he's terrible, but everything about this song is insane, and I don't think he quite lives up to it. But it doesn't ruin the song for me. I still quite like it. Fair enough. I just yeah. It's not one I'm going to go back to, but I do agree. Oh, I it's it. got a lot of positives going for it. It's definitely one of my favourites on the album, for sure. Now, talking of people ruining songs, <laughs> uh, the next track is Own It. Oh. And I thought this song was great. I thought the chorus is is brilliant. The beat sounds incredible. Just like sonically, this song. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Now, Ed Sheeran is also on this song. Oh, God. And I don't know why. He's so out of place. See, I, I can tell you exactly why he's on this song, right? So, so, so this is the big single of this album, yeah, of this album, and like it's it's a de- it's it's an okay track. It's fairly standard pop. It's nothing crazy, but Ed Sheeran here, yeah, he just sounds like very typical Ed Sheeran, and the reason mm. he's here is because he is a stream magnet. His his performance <laughs> yeah. is very basic, musically and lyrically. And essentially all he's doing, he's he's hitting sufficient notes to, to to get his fans wet and to get Stormzy more streams. But yeah, other than that, I think it sounds really good, as you said. And the synths and the outro sound really nice. I would have liked more synths throughout the song, though. That is that is a criticism yeah. I have. Um, but yeah, it's produced by Fred again. Uh, third track produced by him. 
But yes, this this isn't one. I'm gonna, this is a skip for me. I don't think the world needed a song with Burner Boy and Ed Sheeran on it. Me neither, man. <laughs> it doesn't work for me at all. It, it, I just, I agree. I agree. I'd much rather they left but, Ed Sheeran off it. Like if if he yeah. wasn't again, if if he wasn't on this song, I think I'd come back to this a lot more. However, genuinely, it has probably made Stormzy and the label a lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah. So there is that. Fair enough. Okay, so what's the next we song? We have to talk about Wiley Flow, man. Wiley Flow, yes. Okay, I this is I don't know if it's my favorite, but it might be my favorite. Yeah, actually, it's just yeah, it might be my favorite too. The the beat is so hard. It's it's, it's so good, man. man. It's, would you call it grime? I f- I don't feel like it's grime per se. Like it's nah. it's the grimiest on this album, but it's not quite grime. It's it's like something new. This. Um, I would say this isn't grime. This is more. This is the direction that I hope UK rap goes. This is kind of where where I'm going. Me personally, with a lot of my stuff, it's just like hard, like dark, but like it, it's not really got a word. It's just it's rap. It's rap, but it's British, yeah. and it's just got that. It's got that grit to it, mm. and it just sounds yeah. amazing. And yeah, this beat is eerie as fuck. There's, yeah. It's got Illmind featuring on production. Um, I actually Damn. need to check the rest of the credits on this. I, I don't know why I've not done that to prepare for this. But mm. um, yeah, this this beat is insane. There's one thing that in, in this beat that I fucking love. There are these rhythmic lighter flicks going on. Yeah. That I think is is probably my... F- that might be my favorite musical feature of the whole album, to be fair. Just, the, just those mm. lighter flicks because they sound so cool. <laughs> but yeah, it's... Why? Why they actually took this as a diss? And in case you are not up to speed, this prompted a series of diss tracks um, on both Stormzy and Wiley's part. Um, yeah, but I, I, I see it as from a from a listener, like from a third person point of view, it just seems like an homage to Wiley. You know, the the, the Godfather. Yeah, he even interp- interpolates some Wiley flows like "Bad 'Em Up," "Night Bus," "Dubplate," and yeah, those two are. Very iconic grime tracks. Um, yeah, but yeah. I mean, we we could do a whole podcast like breaking down that beef because there was a lot that went on. There was, yeah, yeah, yeah we're, definitely. We're going to talk about Wiley, so we'll, we'll skip over that. But this song in isolation, I think, is incredible. Oh, I love it. I think yeah, it's so good. Yeah, the, like so, you mentioned, so the good. flows, everything. It's it's not it's 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 a homage to Wiley. I think, yeah, yeah. I don't think you should see it as anything else. And yeah, it's it's just so solid, man. It's brilliant. In ca- in case you're interested in the tea that Stormzy drinks, we know from this song that it's Tetley. So in the cover for his Wiley disses, disappointed and still disappointed, there's a mug of tea and a J. And there's a line in this song where he says, then I sip my Tetley, take a toke. So we now know hmm. that Stormzy drinks Tetley. Did you have anything for the superheroes? The instrumental was right. Hmm. Nothing special. Um, however, but he had a Tracy Beaker interpolation yes, at the end. Yes, for for the outro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was that. That's a key point. Was probably the best bit of the song. <laughs> so the final track, Vossy Bop. This was the big single. I really liked it when it came out. I think what kind of soured it for me was hearing crowds of white girls cheering <laughs> it. Um, yeah, I, I I also wonder how many people voted conservative and then shouted the fuck Boris line <laughs> in a club. That is a very good point, man. 
But yeah, regardless, I think it's a it's a very hard track. It's a brilliant single. Yeah, man. I think yeah, just the the this the fans of of the song may have. This is slightly. a this is a tacked on single, right? And this normally pisses me off, but this is amazing because it's a banger. It's a great song, mm. so tack it on because it's good. It's a sinister beat. It's got an olive oil flow, razor sharp bars. Everything about this song is fucking vicious. It's short, sweet, and to the point. And I love everything about it. And it's yeah. it's a very good conclusion. It's a brilliant conclusion to one of the best rap mainstream crossover albums that I think I've heard. So fair play to Stormzy. Yeah. Uh, I will mention that Sounds of the Skeng was a single that you released between all of these. Mm. And it's, it's missing from this album. Uh, I'm not sure why that is, because this is probably like, the most grime-sounding track he's released in a couple of years. Mm. So possibly he's trying to distance himself from grime on this record. I'm not sure why it was left out exactly. But overall, this album, for me, a lot of hit and miss. You know, I think some of the songs that I really liked were uh, Own It, I really liked, but it had Ed Sheeran on. <laughs> Pop Boy, I thought was great, but then H <laughs> appeared on it. Um, Vossy Bop was great till... White girls started screaming it. <laughs> you know, there's 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 good here, and then there's some stuff that ruins it. Fair. So I mean, for yeah. me, what about you? Nothing really ruins this for me. To be fair, I think the whole thing was extremely well produced and arranged. I think it's a mm. brilliant example of an underground to mainstream crossover done right. Um, there there was the odd moment where I lost a bit of interest, like on Lessons and uh, Superheroes and all that. But there were very few duds. And I think all the songs fit in the album. Uh, it's 54 minutes, mm. but it didn't feel that long. When you compare it to Future and Nav and Party Next Door, there's a similar length, but they, they those albums felt like they were going on forever. I think this, especially yeah. compared to like, even compared to like Grime MC, it's a benefit of going into the pop field that Stormzy's going into in the sense that there's more yeah. musical variety. It's more interesting to listen to. I think bar-wise, yeah. it was grimy and well-polished at the same time. Just a very a very nice balance. And overall, this album is Stormzy making his versatility as an artist. Not just a rapper, an artist. Mm. Crystal clear. So, uh, um, yeah, I'm feeling very positive about this album. Uh, for me... Be six, seven out of ten. Six, seven. Damn, that's cold. Yeah, I don't know. It, like I said, it's a lot of hit and miss for me. I think it, it, I, I do appreciate how he's experimented on here, but I also think, like, a big thing about him being such a popular person now, and like getting the numbers he's getting, like own it with Ed Sheeran. Mm. Did that need to happen? I don't know. I don't think it did. But uh, yeah, okay. I'm going to give this a 7.7 because it's amazing for what it is, but there are quite a few skips um, in this album for me. Just stuff that doesn't really interest me. But Mm. I really respect this album as well. I think for what it is, it's it's brilliant. So shout out to Stormzy. So, our next album is by Wiley, and it's called The Godfather 3. 
You don't really want smoke, you're just looking for the clout. Runway. I couldn't say a word to a man if he didn't run up his mouth. <laughs> yeah, I came back from the dead. Die hard, one, two, three. That's me. Roll up the blood class system. Well, obviously, Wiley is the undisputed godfather of grime. Um, mm. And I've always, I've always respected him, you know. In terms of popular culture, he, he comes under a lot of fire very often for being such a, a, a purist musically and just going on like mm. loads of massive Twitter runs. So for example, his beef with Stormzy was a good example of that. And it's kind of like, yeah. it's the old guard in, in, in a lot of ways. Mm. But I think the, the, the part that I find kind of ironic is that he criticizes Stormzy for going pop, but he had his own pop phase. So like songs like Where Are My Rolex, for example, Can You Hear Me? Yeah. Those are all straight pop tracks. Uh, like you said, Wiley, undisputedly, there would not be any grime without him. He yeah. created the Esky beat. That was almost a, its own purist genre yeah. in itself. There's a lot of negatives to him. You know, the Twitter rants that we talked about, the controversies. But one thing about him, he's like a very hard worker. Like the amount of work he puts out is insane. Um, these last few Godfather albums have been very good. I thought Godfather one and two were both great albums. Uh, so I was, I was excited for this one because it, it's like, like you said, he does a lot of pop stuff now and then, but these albums have been very pure. Yeah, like back to that's, bars and beats. That's what I've heard. Yeah, I've heard, mm. I've heard songs, and they are hard as fuck. And I've only heard good things yep. about them, really. So. It starts off with the intro. It's called the intro. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have drums to it, but yeah. it, it's got like these trumpets and vocal cuts, kind of more low key. Yeah, Wiley pulls it off and it works quite nice as, as the intro. There's there's nothing incredibly lyrical. There's some decent bars, but I think that's a running theme for this album that lyrically, he's no JME, you know. Mm. You, you You can get some hard verses from him, but... There's no real quotables that I'm picking out. Whereas JME, it was like every line. <laughs> every bar was a quote. Yeah, was quotable. Here, you might be lucky to get one. Yeah, I mean, intro-wise, I was... I, I, I like the intro. I thought there's not, not too much mm. to say about it, but I thought it was explosive and it sets the scene, which is basically yeah, what, what an intro needs to do. That's his job. And that takes us into Come Home which I thought was a great song. I thought the beat was brilliant. It's got that heavy synth bass, classic sounds. Um, Reels on here sounds great. Um, You know, he sounds hungry, full of energy, whereas I didn't feel Wiley kind of shared that energy. He kind of felt more tired. And yeah, I guess that's kind of reflective of what he's talking about. You know, he's talking about how he's an OG in the game and he's trying to support the youth coming up um so you know i would i would have liked him to come with a bit more energy on the track but yeah he's 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 doing what he's saying like these are both relatively unheard of new artists so track three the game now i'm not gonna lie i thought this was pretty whack um there there's it just doesn't feel inspired in terms of bars and in terms of delivery there's nothing in the production mm. that's really shining out to me. And it's just like... So, for example, Are You Mad 
gotta get the bag. Your brothers must think I wanna sit around here playing tag. Like a bee, you're not bad. I'm outside on every patch. Mm. I mean, like, these are bars that maybe I would have written in, like, year eight or something when I, when I was called <laughs> MC Seth. Like, th- this isn't what you want to hear from someone who's the godfather of grime. It- it's just it's just very uninspired and just flavorless. You just say, you know? Fireman Sam couldn't put out the fire that I'm stacking in my van. Oh, shit. <laughs> crazy <laughs> yeah nah, um flows really. are fine here the the beats like uh it's fine i would say i'd like a bit more wordplay rather than just kind of empty frets yeah and i'm well, better than you that's 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 a key thing on this album actually you just said empty threats now a lot of this album i would say most of the lyrical content on this album is essentially wiley saying that he is the best that no one can 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 fucking beat him in a clash or whatever. He's mm. he's not proving that. It is like you've just said, empty threats. It's just words. It's just hot air coming out of yeah. his mouth for the whole thing. He never proves why he is the greatest MC in the game. He just says that he is. Yeah. I mean, if we go on to the next tune, I thought that was a lot better. It starts off with the the vibes is back and mm. it's called the vibes. I feel like this is the first one on the album that I really felt, you know, like the beat on his brilliant, his flow's great. Um, Again, there's not too many quotables, but it's like his verses are hard. And, you know, like he says, the youth's got a new sound, I support it. Fair enough, fair enough. You know, it's very inclusive. I can't can't say I was feeding this one, though. Really? No, I thought it's it's just more nursery round bars, man. Especially, I think think (laughs) what it was... Uh, listening to this after Grime MC, where where's just nonstop clever lyricism and wordplay, and just like mm. really, 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 really fucking. There's so much to to, to digest. Yeah. That's, that's not the case over here. It's very empty. When I drop, everybody wanna drop. When I drop, everybody gotta stop. Went to the shop. I wanted the whole lot. I'm doing shit for you for no guap. Like. It's just a bit dead. It's, I mean, it's fine. It works in the context of the song. Like, it sounds fine when you listen to it. If you, this is not an album you're going to be going on Genius inspecting the lyrics for. Yeah, that's true. It's, I suppose a, a yeah. lot of this, like, you, you kind of got to put the lyrics aside and just focus on flow. Like, like that's a lot mm. that that goes for a lot of American that's, rap. That's always been Wiley's thing. Like, flow wise, he's always yeah. been on point. You know, that's always been his thing. I just feel like a lot of the bars in here are just noticeably weak. And mm. that, that, that stuck out to me. I thought Protect the Empire was really good. It's it's like a look at the music industry. It's not quite as deep as JME's take on it. Mm. But I like Wiley's sentiment here. And like he's accepting of his space in the industry. You know, he even said, I'm the Esky Beat creator, but now it's 20 years later. Mm. Um and yeah, so he says there's other opportunities for him now. He's going to use your yeah, business yeah. brain with shotting music. Yeah, it's, it's essentially about the old guard ethos as well, I thought. And it's it's about protecting, if you like, protecting grime. You know, he uses the phrase, mm. we own the land. Fair play. He created it. He can protect it however he wants. That's all good. Uh, next track, Esky Dance. 
Mm. This is so fun, man. It's it's like twelve MCs, yeah, yeah, on twelve classic grind beats. It, it's brilliant. It's 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 perfect. Like I would have loved if if the whole album was just a bunch of this, like just mates, like because that's kind of what you get. You know when you hear like a BBK track, mm. and it just sounds fun because it's you know yeah. it's just their mates, yeah, exactly, and they're all like they they've made the song together and they're all spitting together. That's that's like kind of when grime is at its best I feel like when it's like people having fun it's communal just spit yeah communal yeah, that communal yeah, element yeah. of grime I feel is when it's at its best and this like demonstrates that in full force no I have to agree it harkens yeah. back to the raves and yeah. pirate radio um absolutely love this man it's yeah I have to 12 agree MCs, 12 classic grime beats can't go wrong I fully agree with you man and I think as well up until this point there's been no energy in the album. This mm. blows all that out of the water. I think Wiley sounds most at home on this type of beat. You know, well, I say beat, yeah. multiple beats. But yeah. 12. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you don't know, the Eskimo dance um, was a classic grime rave founded by Wiley in 2002. It's a little bit of history for you there. Um, but that was essentially the background of of this song is a, that's a pivotal part of Grimes history. Yes, mm. dance. Let's go on to all of them. This uh, again, I, I feel like the energy carries over from the last song into this amazing beat. It's a hard tune. It flows great on here. I got bars. I got beats. My beats stinking like cheesy feet. I, I thought this was a weak one, man. <laughs> it's just really, really? weak. Like, I, I, I can't, it's, it's, it's the best way I can describe it, man. I just think it's, it's subpar. Nothing what about the next really... tune, Bars? Because I thought ah, that was great. Really? You got Wiley and the legend, DWE. They're going back and forth in classic grime style. Um, they're just chatting shit about weed in that. Uh, I thought it was great. I thought no complaints there. I thought this song was okay, but DWE mm. sounded a bit unenthusiastic on this. And I say this mm. when you compare it to like Class of Deja or something like that, where he's yeah. on top form. The energy mm. I I think was just lacking a little bit. I can see that but it was obviously it was okay. It's not the worst comes, song on the album. Comes through with the lyricism, buda buda boom boom bang bang girl with the buda buda boom big boom boom boom, <laughs> boom one. Uh, yeah, that's amazing. It is an interesting one. That's I amazing. All right. We had family. I hated the chorus for that. I just thought it was loud, repetitive, really? and obnoxious. I yeah. thought um, family was actually probably the best track so far. At <laughs> this point in the album, really, I thought it was good. I th- I really liked the synth line that was going on. I thought the hook was very good. I thought it was it was very mm. high energy. Although although it could have been half the length. That is one thing. Right. Um, but I thought Wiley was pretty good lyrically and I thought the features were good as well. Yeah. I, see, uh, I thought the verses were really good, like both Wiley and the features. I just thought that chorus, man, it was so loud, repetitive. But then we got to Bruce Wayne, which is a banger. Ooh! This is the only song on this album that I actually really fucking loved. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It's so it, hard. Oh, oh, man. The opening's like brilliant. It's some cinematic... Dark Knight type strings. Awesome. Yeah, 
when when the song starts, Wiley's just going off. It just off. goes Beat crazy. sounds crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so good, man. Like, uh, I think this is probably the strongest track on the album. Yeah, this this is this is easily my favorite track. It's the only track that I've mm. come back to, and yeah, it's the hardest instrumental by far. I wish the whole album was like this because it's just super intense, high octane. Yeah, since the disgusting, the whole thing is insane. Um, but but what yeah. I've actually heard is that this is what the previous two Godfathers were like. Yeah, in terms of energy. Definitely. So, More like this than yeah, the other tracks. That's definitely piqued my interest. I did think, though, that Double Dragon and Starring uh, was the point in the album where it seemed to have kind of switched up a little bit, but for the better. I think there was more energy. Right. There was more... Th- th- there were more interesting flows and lyricism going on. And also, I think mm. Jammer's feature was really good. I thought he sounded yes, pretty cool. on Starring, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now what about Amsterdam? What did you think of this one? So Amsterdam has these classic grime sounds, the little blip that you hear in, uh, some of JME's stuff. Yeah, that's, that's probably the most recognizable grime synth slash sound. And you will recognize that from That's Not Me, which is the biggest song that I can think of that uses it. Flatbush Zombies recently released a song, Afterlife, that uses it. I fucking love that song. James Blake produced it. Yeah. It's so good. It's so, so, so good. Going back to the song, this this is fairly good, you know. I thought his melody's all right on the chorus, and verses are pretty nice. I I, I didn't mind this one too much. Um, There was a lyric in it. Yeah. My flow's sick, my flow's vile, spit dark like I'm bringing up bile. Beautiful poetry right there. (laughs) Very nice. What's the next track for you that that you liked or hated balance i thought this was a really dull track and it didn't fit in the album at all that's all i have to say right so yeah i'm I'm with you there it's a bit slower bit kind of yeah it doesn't really fit the vibe i thought yeah 100 percent uh yeah for me the the next one that i really liked was light work light work i thought this was possibly the best track on the album really okay Okay. And okay. it's always it's all about kind of like it's about his son. He goes, I got a son that's got to do his thing before he's born when he had music in him. Teach him logic, I'll teach him Pro Tools, yes. I'll teach him how to spit bars on rhythms. Fair fair play. Shout out to him for teaching him uh, <laughs> Pro Tools, because then he'll be set for life. Yeah. But yeah, no, he's Exactly. It, it's a hard beat. He's talking to his son about how he's gonna raise him to be better than Wiley in the music game. Yeah. And yeah. And I also like that he's making up with Skepta as well because they had a bit of beef as well. Mm. He says, big up Skepta, yeah, yeah. he's flying the flag, he's paving the way for a better day. That's that's cool, man. Um, yeah. However, I, I just want to quickly say that before Light Work, there was a track Free Spirit and this was a this was a much more somber and reflective tone. And I just wanted to mention this quickly because it feels like the most authentic statement. He's talking about his love mm. for grime, the come up, and his his genuine feelings. Um, yeah. However, there is one line where he says that he doesn't like Marmite, so that's a point deducted. So cross cross that out. Mm-hmm. Can- yeah. We have to cancel him for that, don't yeah, we? Yeah, exactly. It's just yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. To be honest, I kind of lost interest. I think after light work, there there wasn't too much going on that interesting. I really like West London and South London where you got a bunch of MCs from those areas. Oh yeah 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 that was pretty on the cool. track. I think 
I yeah. thought those were both great. I think Image Ting, it was, it was a very, it was a classic. I'm the vet, like I'm, I'm the fucking, like, I'm mm. the, I'm the OG kind of track. I thought yep. that did also have quite a hard beat. Um, West London and yeah. South London, as you just mentioned, I thought South London was by far the best lyrically. That was definitely my favourite. You, you dissing our area? <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm 300 miles away now, so it's all good. No, no one okay. will touch me. See, this is my area. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're we're ops now. Well, I thought they were both great, and yeah, I thought so. It's a nice closing to have them, and then we got press record at the end. And honestly, this was like Wiley had calmed down a lot, and he was speaking a lot more honestly. I thought yeah. it was a great ending. Yeah. Like, yeah. it. This song, press record, could have fit on "Heavy as the Head" or like something like that. You know, it's for real. It, yeah. it feels um, out of place in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was a good conclusion. I thought it was, like you said, it's yeah. honest and it basically addresses the hate that he receives. And mm. yeah, I mean, it's it's weird because like even with all this Twitter backlash and that, I still feel quite bad for him because of, of everything he's given to the UK he's, it's like a bunch of people that don't even know him or appreciate yeah. what he's given to to this country and the arts in this country it's like saying oh mm. yeah he fucking like of course he said some bad shit but like <clears throat> that's that's all people some people know him for and I, I don't think that's right man if you're talking about this recent Twitter thread that he got in trouble for he started out with good intentions I feel like and then it quickly devolved into anti-Semitism well, what did he start out by saying so he started out being anti-Israel, basically. Right, yeah. Which is fine. Yeah, I agree. He was saying how a lot of them are racist against black people, which isn't brought up enough. Right. Which is fine. Then he started going about Jews yeah. and blaming them, which is not fine. Yeah. And But he has since apologized for that. And I think, you know, having him deleted off every social yeah, media it's, platform... It's, it's extreme. May have, it's extreme may have been a bit extreme. Especially since, like, Katie Hopkins has not apologised. Oh, my God. And has been doing her thing for years. Man, yeah. And he apologised pretty pretty soon after, so. Yeah. It was it was completely wrong what he did, though, so. Uh, the thing is, pe- people yeah. don't know him, and they're like, oh, like, he said some shit about Jews. He's racist. Fuck Wiley. Cancel Wiley. Boycott his shit. Anyway, let's let's score... His album and be very harsh on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, for me, I thought that overall this album sounded pretty stale. I'm not gonna lie. I think that the spark of the the handful of tracks that I've heard of the previous two Godfathers and throughout his 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 back catalogue, his best work, that spark feels like it's gone. To be fair, um, yeah. I, I say that tracks like Bruce Wayne, I thought were really great but there are still better rappers doing that style so much better so i would probably mm. go and listen to them more often i think at th- at this point wiley should just kind of hang up the albums because i feel like as an album artist oh yeah i don't know i'm i'm not this, feeling it but yeah like we mentioned bruce wayne and he's capable of some very great tracks yes. Yes. so i would love it if from now on he just like releases singles with like maybe Skepta, JME, oh, yeah. get all these people on board. Uh, uh, like I think that would be brilliant. Just yeah. just bunch of 
collabs from now on. I, I, f- I fully agree with that, man. And because I think this was probably my biggest criticism, or I have quite a few, but this was very mm. inconsistent as an album. Yeah. It, it felt like it lacked a lot of vision and direction. To me, it just felt like Wiley said to himself, right, I want to put out a third Godfather. And mm. the result was something very half-baked, just a bit, meh. What's, what's the point? What's it added to the music scene? I don't, I don't, I don't think it's added much. So it's not really resonated with me. And yeah, not, not, not feeling this one. Not a fan. But all respect to Wiley, though. This is quite an easy one for me to score, actually. I'm giving it a 4 out of 10. 4 out of 10. I, I'm going to agree with you there. Go straight for four. Sweet. I thought we'd we'd disagree quite a lot, but we we seem to just get on each other's on the tracks overall. I think was we're in, man. on the same page. Yeah. Right. Next album and our final is album. Hoodies all summer. By Kano. Yes. You can smell the east on me, like pink ralphs and bizarre blue jeans on me. I tell my cousin, don't worry, I got peas on me. We fuck club up, then flee the scene. Drag two months off the floor, make a bashing in the leadership. Pull black. And I just want to say, I think this is one of the best albums to come out of the UK ever. High praise. Can I say that? You can say that. It's very high praise. And I'm I'm setting it up for a lot, but I genuinely believe. Like this is such a great album. It was it was made in the manner that I listened to first, and that's what got me into him. It wasn't actually the earlier stuff, which he's known for, like his early days in grime, you know, P's and Q's. I, I discovered that later, but it was made in the manner which I listened to, and that's such a great album. I feel like that's what developed him as an artist because he 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 was very good at grime, and then he kind of lost his way in the 2010s. Uh, there's videos out there of him (laughs) pretending to be Kanye uh, which we won't talk about they're funny though but then with Made in the Manor Made in the Manor he found his artistry again I feel like it's kind of a it's a more mature Kano it's not the hungry grime MC that you had in in the early days Um, but yeah I feel like doing that then enabled him to create this album which I feel like is his masterpiece so far it's yeah, it was amazing. I saw him live as well. He brings the full orchestra out, and yeah, it's like that was one of the best live gigs I've ever been to. Like I talk about it all the time. I'm jealous, man. Just it was so beautiful. You've been you've been, you've been was... flexing that gig ever since you went. <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. What's your experience been with Kano? Well, I've I've always respected Kano. I was never really too. I never really listened to him uh, up until you showed mm. me hoodies hoodies all summer. Obviously, I knew the odd song, and when I was like fifteen, just getting into grime, I knew P's and Q's, but that was that was it. That was literally it. Um, but yeah. as I've come to acquaint myself with Kano's work, he's a very skilled MC, very very skilled. Definitely, he's very charismatic, very intelligent, very witty, and obviously he is a grime veteran. Um, and mm. every bar that he spits is spat with character, is spat with passion, and. Yeah. This album is 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 probably my favorite album out of the four. It's an incredible level of depth and emotion, 
concise. Mm. It's amazing. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Let's get into it then. Mm. So three years later, this is what hooks you into the album, man. It's so beautiful. The strings that open up are incredible. Mm. Like, yeah, luscious. It sounds so good. And then it just, the song builds up in intensity. Like it builds up and builds up. You can hear Kano really going for it. And then suddenly he just goes, because I'm royal. And then it stops. It goes into him singing the bridge. And then out of nowhere, it comes back with bubble on boy. Look how the raided stormsy. Mm. And then, yeah, it's just the beat turns really aggressive and it's, it's, it's insane. Like the way the beat plays with Kano and like it, it's like a roller coaster ride, you know, it's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. You, you mentioned the beat, the strings there, they're, they're amazing, but I just want to mention the vocal chops as well. Now I, I, mm. I gotta say vocal chops normally really piss me off. I hate vocal chops, mm. but they're done really well here. I actually really like them in this song. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this beat is really great. And th- lyrically, there's some amazing stuff going on here. So there's, I would keep them in my prayers, but I don't pray. I put my hands together, but it's more like Birdman these days. I think that's, mm. it's, it's, it's a great commentary on, you know, life versus greed, money, etc. And yeah. yeah, singing on the bridge as well. I think he does it a lot better than Stormzy. Not to compare the two, but I am <laughs> comparing the two. I think he sounds really good. I heard that it costs to be the boss. Guess I'm lucky that I'm blood clot, James up. And obviously he references James Brown on the next track too. So mm. there's a whole there there are layers of complexity to this album that you can just yeah. peel and peel and peel. And there's still shit that oh, you can def- find. It's one of those, man. More so than like, any of the other albums we've done this episode. And you mentioned the vocal chops. I, I mean, that's what I love. This is not a grime album. Mm. This is not... I don't think you can put a genre to this album, to be honest. It takes influence from everywhere. Yeah. Like, I, I just imagine this is like all Kano's influences coming together to make one uh, incredible piece, you know? You, you Like, you can hear the dance hall in there. You can hear the grime. Yeah. You can hear all sorts. And it's all coming together and making, like, this album that... It, you can only you could call it hip hop because it's rapping, but it really, sounds unique. It's everything. It's Afrobeat. It's its like, own thing. Yeah, it's its own thing. It, it to me, it feels like it is it's culture that Kano has experienced over his his decades of being alive and living in. Well, yeah. seeing what he's seen, and this is this is like a result of all takes of that. everything from his like his parents' music to the rave culture that he was involved in and everything. And it's, yeah, exactly. it's, it's a fusion exactly. of sound exactly. that is incredible. And that takes us into good youths walk among evil. Awesome. And this really does feel like a weird fusion of like airy steel pans and hard, like lo-fi drums, those like FM sounds. Mm. Um, then he hits, hits you with a live and direct from the belly of the beast, you know, that emceeing voice. Mm. It's just, it's incredible, man. This this song, he's talking about like the harsh realities of his area, the shells on the floor, having to go to funerals every day. And that's the thing. That's the, the refrain in the song is every day. Mm. You know, yeah. this is stuff that he has to deal it's with. life. Li- li- growing up in, in the East End of London. Yeah, know? man. I think this had a really great beat switch as well from the spacey bells to the jagged, aggressive drums. And 
Yeah. Another great beat lyrically as well. It, it, do you know what? It's the same for, for most tracks, to be fair, the, the stuff I'm saying. Great lyrically, great instrumentally, and there's just layers that connect it to the other tracks in the album, which is pretty much all you want from a good album, isn't it? But what separates him is he's grown up in this area and he knows it really well. He's not an outsider looking in. You know, he's not blaming the people yeah. committing violence and that sort yeah. of thing. He he calls them good youths walking among yeah. evil. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He he finishes the song with, I can't blame you for this shit. The game's fucking yeah. rigged. Uh we go on to Trouble, which is it's such a beautiful song now, man. Like everything from the piano instrumental to like this opening sample of the woman's speech in the seventies. Like yeah, it's it was, I can't do it justice by describing it. I feel like just got to listen to it. This this is my favorite track on the album. I have to say, it's it's got this extremely soulful piano riff. The singing on the hook yeah. is perfect, and yet again, mm. a brilliant beat switch. Um, there, there, there's a lot where he he talks a lot about politicians' apathy and. Yeah. ignorance when it comes to real life issues that they have control over he talks about mm. postcode beefing he talks about youth violence and hypocrisy with lines like peace signs or machino genes you know that juxtaposition right there yeah and yeah there's this interlude that comes in just all of a sudden this 999 call that then switches into this extremely soulful choir and then the bass hits later on yeah and the whole thing is it's incredible it's incredible. I've used that word so many 100%. times, but it, it really is. It's incredible. <laughs> That's all you can say. It's yeah, like like you were talking about that that abrupt stop to the song, and then the choir vocals come back mm. in. It just shows you how shocking the stuff really is, and then you just have to carry on after that. Exactly. You know, there's nothing else you can mm. do. <clears throat> right. So the next song is Pan Fried. Mm. Now this this is the single and straight up it's a banger. This has been stuck in my head all fucking day, man. Since you said, "Oh yeah, let's let's do postgram today," I, I listened to this yeah. song. I can't get it out of my head. Mm. Can't fucking get it out of my head. <laughs> it's so good. It's it's just like it's a celebration of where Kano is now. Him reminiscing. You got the Kojo funds hook. It's so good, and yeah. I, I don't know. It's just, it's such a solid banger. Mm. Like, the and in the verses, like, Kano, he always gives you a history lesson on grime. Like, I always, I always learn stuff listening to him. You know, he's, he's shouting out Lethal Bizzle here, shouting out Bashy. Uh, he goes, the class of Deja's doing fine, which we'll, we'll talk about class of Deja in mm. a bit. Um, but yeah, uh, and you talked about, like, how JME isn't into all the designer brands and mm. stuff. He he talks about a story here of him and Bashi going to a dealership, buying mercs together, and they didn't even leak the shit. That means they didn't yes, post it on Insta. Yes. They just bought these cars together. That is apparently they had a video, but they didn't even post it. They didn't need Good. to. Cause he's always spending, never stunting though. That stunting shit will stunt your growth. Man, fuck yeah. Why don't more rappers have these <laughs> kinds of bars, man? It's, it's just, just yeah, so... it's, it's fun how he does it, man. Like, he can deliver lyrics like that in a way that's fun. That's the thing. When you listen to, like, 
Future or like Fug or Migos or one of these, you only like buy into that because it's fun how they deliver yeah, it, isn't yeah, it? Like yeah. it's just fun to shout out these brands, Gucci and all that. He he gets that energy and puts it like with lyrics yeah. like this. Yeah, you know, it's really, like man. This 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 song is awesome. It's it was the big single from the album, wasn't it? <clears throat> Um, yeah, it is a great segue from Trouble as well, changing the frequency. Hook is catchy as a motherfucker. The bass line, yes. it's this great 808 bass line. And again, vocal chops done really well. And this is coming from someone mm. who hates vocal chops. So, yeah, great <laughs> song. And then we go into Can't Hold We Down, which is another single. You got Popcorn on this. Oh, yes. Uh, his his hooks again, great here. Like all the features, they're really yeah beautiful on this. And yeah, it's it's kind of a continuation of Pan Fried in a way. Um, but I don't know how to say that. Like somewhat more somber. I don't know. It's not quite the celebration that that Pan Fried was. Yeah, but it's still you know it's got that energy. Yeah. So this has another great piano riff in there as well. As we said, Popcorn sounds amazing on the hook. Um, there's, there's a, there's, there mm. was a lyric in it that really stood out to me though. All black Range Rover, all black woman. I bet the Daily Mail want to Photoshop a spliffing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely like it. It's the cel- celebration of pan fried with a drop of sadness in there, like just a touch, you know, of, of not even sadness. I'd say like realism, like it's got that vibe to it. Like it goes every. Every month bills, every week stress, but we blessed because we made it out of the end. So yeah. I think that sums up the vibe yeah, yeah, of the yeah, track. Definitely. You know. And speaking of drops. Yeah, brilliant song. It's so hard. Yeah. Let's go on. Yeah. So the next the next track. Teardrops. Teardrops. This once again has another great piano riff, one after the other. Mm. And once again. Another amazing switch up with the strings and yeah, the whole shit is amazing. There's the, but who cares sample that's playing over and over and over. Mm. Yeah. Great song. It's yeah. This is another one. I think I'd put this on par with trouble in the way it like, yeah, it portrays that aspect of life. It portrays like the difficulties of being like, you know, black in the UK. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, beautiful man i can't say anything else the beat's amazing his lyricism in this is unparalleled i feel like you can listen to this album so many times and you always find something new in there and those always my favorite albums are like that you know that takes us on to got my brandy got my beats featuring lil silver yes now in this song describes how he's lost his woman and he's also talking about mm. drowning his his sorrows via the means of alcohol and it is one of the most yep. somber tracks on the album and it is it's one of my favorites to be fair it's a brilliant minimalist instrumental and i think yeah it, it does what it sets out to do it achieves that really really well it is i remember because for me, this isn't one that grabbed me straight away. This is more like a slow grower. Um, but I remember when we first played the album, this was the one for you that you really yeah, liked. Yeah, 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 definitely. That kind of surprised me. Yeah, this this one just yeah. kind of hit me straight away. But yeah, yeah, I definitely... 
Yeah, fair enough, man. I, I think, yeah, it's, it's definitely got a lot to it. And it's, it's a brilliant tune. It's the imagery. Mm. It's the imagery he's portraying. Yeah. And what, what, I think the reason why this resonated with me when I first heard it more than, more than any others is just because yeah. it's the emotion, it's the pain that he's feeling. It just, it just comes through. Mm. And normally when I, when I listen to a song about, someone, about someone's broken heart, I don't give a shit. But this, mm. he, he conveys that emotion so powerfully. And it is, I just think it's an amazing piece of music and poetry. Yeah. Fair enough, man. I mean, maybe I overlooked it slightly because the next track is so, yeah, so good. Yeah, I agree. Go I on agree. To I agree. Class of Deja, which I might have to say is my favorite grime song of all Seriously, time. Seriously, that, that is high praise. That is very high praise. And that is primarily because of the back and forth of Kano and Getz on here, topped off with the DWE hook. <laughs> like, Oh my gosh, this was oh so good life. Seeing all three of them, like, they're legends, man. Honestly, like, I, I can imagine. You listen to yeah. this, and there's so much energy. Like, you can hear it in the recording, but then, like, seeing it, they've done it on video as well. You can go see it on YouTube. But when those three in a room, there's so much love and, like, respect mm. there. And it really yeah, comes yeah. across in when you're listening to this piece. It's it's beautiful, Definitely, man. Definitely, yeah. Like best best grime song. Yeah, <laughs> this is a straight classic grime throwback, and it's not even a throwback in the sense that it's trying to sound old school, like some of what was on Wally's album. But it's mm. it's kind of somewhere in the middle between a throwback, an homage, and a flex, because it's just a high octane banger. It's classic D double yeah. and gets, and it's just the back and forth is fucking uh, between Kano and gets. That this, shit is just fucking. I insane. feel like this is the equivalent UK equivalent of Dr. Dre and Eminem putting out a song tomorrow. <laughs> Dr. Dre, you know? Eminem, and Fifty all really in the same like, track. This is yeah, that, yeah, yeah. This is like that for the UK. Pretty much, yeah. And it's probably better than that track would be, to be <laughs> honest. Yeah, because. If we're being honest, <laughs> it's yeah. Like like you said, the the beat is it still still sounds new, you know. It's still it's got it's got those retrospective elements, you know, that brought in, but it's still got its own flavor. It's it's not like you wouldn't just hear it and think, oh, that's straight grind, yeah. you know. It's got it's, it's got its, its own it's flavor its own to flavor. it. Yeah, yeah. Like it it, it sounds it yeah. sounds like it belongs in in the modern age. It sounds like it's just right for this album. It's just right. Yeah. It's just, it, it definitely just is. within. There's nothing in this album that feels out of place. Mm. It's all got this distinct sound to it. I feel like, you know, it works beautifully. And this is the most concise the of the four albums as well. It's clocks in at 38 yeah. minutes. And yeah, it's just got, it just packs so much more in, I, I feel. Uh, and then we get onto the final one SYM. I wonder what it what stands, stands for. for. Suck your mum. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's quite entertaining. There was a meme that was going around of him performing this live. <laughs> and that's because the intro is just so beautiful. Yeah. I mean, for the humour of the chorus, it's a very deep, yeah. very dark song. 
it really is. It, it it's it's a commentary on on life mm. and the manner on the estate, you know, the system how it's rigged against the black man or just anyone with less money, and you know, musically it builds brilliantly. It's got big synths just coming and coming and coming. It it does take a very dark turn, but I think ultimately it's trying to put out like it sounds positive, you know, with the choirs and everything going on. Um, the beat gets weird and grimy halfway through and then it builds up. But I think, yeah, it's an amazing the, the, closer. The sentiment of this song is essentially nobody wants to live this life of crime. You know, this this, this yep. shit life. You're forced into it by the system that's mm. rigged against you. And he, he sums it up really well here. The system's taking course and the most powerful of fraud. They trap us in estates, won't even educate us boys and wonder why we break the law. That's like mm. those those three lines, you know. Anyone that thinks that these people are are, are bad, you know, that they're not good youths, they're they're evil youths, you know. Yeah. When we talk about JME, we talk a lot about his lyrical ability. That's a lot of wordplay and like one-liners that are really quotable. Here, it's not that those like, oh, that's a sick one-liner. The wordplay on that is cool. This is just really it's more. Deep, it's more like, a general, to read a general into commentary, it. and it yeah, it's more. It's less. Oh shit! And it's more like, oh shit! Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got a spot on there. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, that's that's like yeah. You, you need, this is something like reading the lyrics will really benefit you. I feel like, whereas with with yeah. JME, I feel like it's like straight exactly. away yeah, yeah, instant. Yeah. But then, for me, this has more replay value. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know that if you if we're comparing this to to JME's, yeah, I, I've listened to JME's more. Like they're, they're very different vibes. They're very different vibes. hundred percent, man. And uh, I think JME's I've gone back to more for individual songs, but as a as a full sit down and listen to an album, I would go for Kano. I'll go mm. for hoodies all summer. Yeah. Well, I have to say, out of these four albums, like Jamie's, I listened to twice. And then, like you said, I, I go back to the songs individually all yeah. the time. Um, the rest of the albums I haven't really gone back to. This album is one I listen to a lot. And yeah i absolutely love this fair enough i think this is one of the best uk albums to come out possibly ever i think it's a uk t-pab wow uk's to pimp a butterfly wow a a lot of bold statements for this album man (laughs) that's one of them uh uh, yeah this is a hill i'll die on man (laughs) like honestly i think this is such an incredible album i've heard criticisms of it such as and I completely disagree with them. I know Fantano didn't even bother reviewing really? this. Really? He said uh it was continuing a lot of the stuff from Made in the Manor with less depth and something Man, like that. Man, I stopped I following remember. that guy ages he, ago. He's talking shite basically. This is the best album. <laughs> yeah. I mean he's far. American, so his his, his opinion's not really valid, is it? We couldn't make this album. This is yeah. a concoction of Years of Kano's experience, all of his influences brought into this, all of like his knowledge that he's acquired. Like, I feel like he's put his all into this album. 
end of the day, this is the result of decades of life. But the result was definitely a very intricate, very deep, very mature, very emotional, very passionate album. It, and of all yeah. the albums, this is the one where it feels like one body of work as opposed to just like loads mm. of bangers and amazing sentiments in like one yeah. one album that gets sold. This feels mm. like one whole package. And I can't really say that mm. about the other three albums that we've that we've discussed today. I'm gonna give this a nine point four out of ten. A nine point nine point four. It's very specific. How about you? Okay, so for me, I think I can't give this any less than a ten out of ten. <laughs> gonna be my first one for our podcast. Wow. Coming back with a 10. This is a milestone episode, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Hempster's first 10. 100%. Perfect yes. school. Uh, yeah, I really can't give it less. There's so much to delve into here. It really is the UK's To Pimp a Butterfly. That album, I can listen to 100 times. And on each listen, I'll get something mm. new from it. I feel the same way Those about the this album. Albums. There's so much to delve into here. And yeah incredible nice i'm very very happy for you that you have your first 10 out of 10 <laughs> on the podcast nice nice it's a landmark moment man right should we close up on yeah. that so overall post grime what's the state of grime you know it's not where it once was it's not the main uk genre anymore it's before yeah. it was at the forefront of uk music now drills taking that place yeah but a good thing that we've heard from i feel like every single one of these artists who were came up through grime helped build it helped shaped it they're all more than happy for drill to take the flag now and they're happy that drills doing that and taking going to heights that grime never managed to but i feel like grime still got its place and it's still a genre that's prominent and is alive and healthy, you know? Yeah. I feel like it doesn't have to be number one in the UK for it to still be alive. I feel like as long as we have a scene here in the UK, the spirit, the sentiment of grime will never die. I think it will always always transcend um, whatever genre is is popular at at, at the moment. Uh, JME's talked about this in interviews and he's talked about that communal Mm. aspect of music he says, once that's lost, then grime is dead. But <laughs> that as long is as we really still have that, it. yeah. Once, as long as we have that communal yeah. aspect, and he's been setting up stuff in London, like just getting a mic and a like some speakers, like get a DJ set up, getting kids Sick. to rap, like yeah. that, that kind of stuff. That's you know, amazing. That is the yeah. spirit of grime, and as as long as that exists, it doesn't matter what the BPM is or <laughs> anything else. As long as that yeah, exists yeah. and that it's just kids having fun with music. That's so, so there's there's a lot of talk about grime is dead, et cetera, et cetera. But it's, it's, it's exactly like what JME said. Um, but I think if you're talking about full studio albums, then I think that the shift in, in the culture and, well, what these four, four albums embody, which is a shift in musical versatility across the industry, mm. not even just grime, across the industry. But I think that that, that shift has only help the scene i think that nothing nothing well, can stay the same forever without sounding dated and stale i think i think that grime going back to is, these it's evolving 
It's merging with other genres in the best yeah. way. Well, going back to these four albums, so we had JME. I feel like that's the best of what Grime mm. was. Like that is a classic Grime album made in twenty twenty nineteen. Yes. You know, uh, with Stormzy, that is kind of he's moved away from Grime and he's he's experimenting. He's doing his own thing. Little bit of pop in no, there. It's a, it's a, it's a he's pop doing album. his own it's thing. Up, it's a pop album. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. It's a good pop album. And yeah, I think that we've sort of seen like very different like Wiley is kind of I don't don't want to say the bad of what Grime was but definitely demonstrates its shortcomings as a genre and definitely demonstrates that it can't just survive on doing that same thing that it was 10 years ago it's like all the the rock stars from Uh, the 70s and the 80s that come back in the 2010s to do a, a a new comeback album or whatever. Most of them are shit. It's the mm. same principle here. And I think Kano has demonstrated that you can take that influence, smash it together with everything else in your life and make a fucking beautiful album. Exactly. And my, my last point is that musically, like the genre lines are, are basically non-existent now. I think what we've heard... Yeah on these four albums, even on Wiley's to some extent is just how the, the people's wider access to all sorts of different music, you know, and those influences, they're rubbing off on people on, on all artists, no matter who. And I think that's, that's Mm. an amazing thing. I think that is, that, that makes me very hopeful for the future of the UK scene. Yep. Put it amazingly. Right. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. Tuning in. Yeah. We'll be back soon i'm not sure how this is going to release but we'll figure we, it out we'll figure it out we always do <laughs> nice one all right see you later see it and bye